Hi there and welcome to the Audio Dev Hangout. My name is Andrew Hind and today I'm really delighted to have with me Bobby from the Misty of Dev. Hi Bobby, how are you doing? Hey there, I'm amazing. Uh, I had a lot of work today, but like people say, when you love uh, what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there's a lot of truth in that, isn't there? I often actually feel slightly guilty about the fact that I sort of work making music and it's, it doesn't feel like work at all. <laughs> yes, you're yeah. right. There's a definite guilt for me in that, I have to say. I've always had that. Can you um, let, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing the last few months and what you're working on at the moment? Yeah, sure thing. So um, I can start like from the beginning because a lot of people probably do not know a lot about me. Uh, I, like I said, uh, I don't want to talk too much about this thing, but I felt like, what, what the heck, I, I'm going to go with it. Uh, so since this is a music audio channel, I'm going to mention this. Like 15 years ago, I was a singer, a rock singer. I was a musician for 14 years and had concerts in Belarus, in um, the US, and uh, in Europe, I had I was on several festivals, but uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because that's like my past life, something happened and I completely abandoned music, like, I don't know, four years ago, probably. Okay, okay. Yes, but I can say that music is one of the best things out there because it's pure emotion and I love music, especially like uh, rock and classical music. Um, so when I uh, ended music, uh, or hmm, let me just think about it, uh, during my time uh, while I was a singer, I, I also loved 3D modeling. So I started it as a hobby. Right. Um, so I started learning 3ds Max and ZBrush back then. Uh, I, I took some lessons online, but it wasn't anything serious. It was just for fun until like uh, an opportunity showed up and I met a friend who asked me like would you like to enter into game development and start working on a game and I was and since I'm a like a <laughs> like a great gamer I love to play a lot of games I said sure let, let's do it a little did we know that <laughs> game development is not just modeling and game design and level design and so on so the first game i started six years ago was alan sharp which is currently on steam it's a psychological survival horror game mm -hmm. um where you play as a detective so when i started Alan sharp i read a lot of articles a lot of books and i realized that you you need a lot of marketing so marketing is like the most important thing in my life that I, that I realized I need this to in order to succeed. And combined with uh, the books I started reading, like I, I got interested into entrepreneurial books, like from Robert Kiyosaki and so on. Uh, I realized that, yeah, marketing is the most important thing in order for this product to succeed. And it was uh, that choice that uh, made Alan Shaw basically succeed, enter into five-figure sales so I can leave my desk job and become a full-time indie developer. Uh, I did not mention I worked uh, in two marketing companies as a lead gen and also as a data analyst, but it wasn't like anything serious and, and so diverse like what I'm doing now. At the moment, I also work social media, I do SEO and so on. Uh, basically, everything required to promote an indie game. Yes. I, I think I was thinking about this earlier on, actually. I read somewhere a couple of days ago, I think, or, or it's, it's a fairly well-known thing, isn't it? But somebody was discussing this whole principle of, well, if you make something good enough, then they will come, I think is the term, something like that. The, the idea being that actually, if you're producing a game, say, for example, or in my case, an amazing piece of music or an amazing piece of game, amazing game, 
actually, if, if you're good enough, then there, there is some school of thought that, 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 that says, well, actually, you, you don't need to market it. You will be found. You make it and they will come. And I, I don't think, I personally don't think that's true. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's a common uh, topic among yeah. indie developers too. But the thing is, uh, no, it's not true. But maybe it could have been true like 20 to, uh, to 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, as you can see on Steam, there are a lot of games coming out every day. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how perfect your game is if you don't have coverage, if you don't have uh, what I call brand awareness and people know about your game, uh, it won't like shine like a diamond uh, in the crowd. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Do you do you think that a, a, a number of devs just get totally, just totally drawn into the, the technicalities and the great joy of actually creating the game and just then can't be bothered to do the marketing or they don't know how to do the marketing or they assume that it's going to take off you know due to what we've just said why 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 do you think there is such a need in the in the marketplace at the moment for really good information for indie devs in terms of digital marketing oh well the thing is um i mean i had the same experience myself before i started marketing the thing is uh usually artists like we, we tend to focus on a single like stuff we wanted to bring it to perfection yes. and we all know that that uh there isn't such thing as perfection and we're continually like uh trying to improve it improve mm -hmm. it and we're we're um entering in this loop like where uh you're constantly trying to to make it better and mm -hmm. never releasing it yeah. and while uh, uh but the thing is i think uh before you start game development you need to think about your goals mm -hmm. and my goal uh when i started game development was becoming a full-time indie game developer mm -hmm. so uh you will need to uh, understand that game design and level design is not the only thing required to be a full-time game dev. It takes all the other things like marketing and business experience and so on uh, in order to become a full-time indie game dev. So, uh, um, but when I've talked with, uh, with other game developers, I realized that uh, a, a lot of them think that marketing is like going on social media and uh, telling people to buy your game and so on. Mm. Uh, but marketing is like a very broad topic. So for example, you can't ask someone to buy your game if he has no idea about your game. If mm -hmm. he doesn't know who you are, for example, like there are two shops uh, and one shop is from Nike and the other shop is like some regular, I don't know, uh, shop that's just started selling some trainers. You, uh, people will go uh, to Nike to buy the stuff because they already trust Nike. They know about it, and there there are a lot of advertisements like uh, around. So basically, marketing is the entire process to get your game seen uh, until um, all the way to the uh, people buying it. So it's not just like going on social media and asking them to buy it. It's really hard though. If if you're um, I, yeah, I I totally get that. If you're a single person game studio or you or there's two people working on the game though actually the the, the thought of um marketing or advertising in in competition to some of these big big studios that maybe have a marketing department or no matter how good your game is you know it just must seem like a an incredibly daunting process i mean in my my understanding you know making a game in itself is a daunting process it's a you know a process that can take many many years and, and a huge amount of vision and effort. And, and it must seem overwhelming to a very, very small, particularly beginner studio to think, well, actually, okay, well, I've made the game. Now I've got to do this, this whole marketing thing. How do I, as a tiny, tiny fish, 
compete in a vast marketplace where there are studios with possibly you know really big marketing budgets and it must be a really really hard position to be in uh yeah but uh, the thing is when, when i started like uh, game development and talk with other game developers uh, usually the beginner game developers think like i'm gonna make this amazing game and sell it for millions and so on um i didn't think about it that way so uh, there was a poll on linkedin actually <laughs> this will be interesting and they asked if you're working uh the job that you love yeah. when do you plan to retire and mm -hmm. i just chose never yeah <laughs> so it's not about the money it's about the journey and the experience so if you uh, make enough money to cover your next project and cover the mortgages and living and family costs and so on. Uh, you can continue making games all your life. It's not about like creating a single game and become a millionaire. So nice. yeah, it, it's the love for this work. And yeah, I agree that a lot of beginner indie game studios uh, have worries that they can't do marketing, but uh, usually they, they do the mistake, like they're developing the game uh, and they start marketing in the end of the process. But wow. the thing is, marketing should start the first day when you start developing. So, for example, um, you can share working progress. You can share, I don't know, some GIF or JPEG or anything to get people interested. So marketing will, uh, will go side by side with the development. Okay, that's a, that's a really good, really good tip, isn't it? That you sort of incorporate it into the day-to-day -day development and, the, and it becomes part of the routine. So... And, and how would that develop? So that, that's that's going to create awareness, isn't it? So if you're if you're putting things on social media, you you're, you're getting people's interest on Instagram, on Instagram, Twitter, presumably are the, the two logical channels to do that. <laughs> I see a number of indie devs start YouTube channels and seem to they seem to die quite quickly. I think on YouTube for some reason, a number of things you click through and the YouTube channels don't seem to be taking off. Is there, is there anything else they should do for a start? What what what's the what would be your sort of key tips to sort of get the ball rolling on a marketing sort of good footing for marketing? Well, the first tip will be follow Mr. Dev on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'll put your I'll put your thing in the link. I'll put your handle in the link <laughs> at the end of this. I'll ask you at the end to repeat that as well. Yeah, I'm, uh, go on. Uh, well, uh, I had a post on Mr. Dev on Instagram where I discussed this particular topic. So like I said, uh, they will need to like do a research on the ADA marketing funnel, which is basically awareness, interest, desire, and action. Mm -hmm. So when you're sharing on social media, like on Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, Twitter and so on, uh, you're building brand awareness. So this mm -hmm. is like, uh, social media is great for screaming like, this is my game, check it out and so on to people who have no idea who you are and uh, what your game is about and so on. However, if you want to bring those people into the next stage of the funnel, you will need to take a little bit of different approach. For example, if you uh, post on social media, always have a call to action where you bring those people on landing page where they can subscribe to your email newsletter, for example. So why do you say new email newsletter? Um, at the moment, besides working on my own games, I also work for two UK companies as a, a freelance uh, social media marketeer and uh, for another company as a full-time digital marketeer. And uh, according to my research, and if you check on Google, of course, you will see that email uh, marketing is like the most effective marketing strategy yeah. of, of them all. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason being is because uh, email marketing is like basically one-to-one. -one. It's not like on social media where you're uh, sharing your uh, content to a lot of people. It's like you're talking directly. It's more personalized. 
And when they provide you their email address, you can nurture this relationship with further content, like provide something that you won't share on social media, like behind the scenes, some inter interesting stuff to make them feel special and part of your project. So that would be the second step. And according to the research, 94% of email subscribers uh, who are nurtured properly, of course, um, will be become your buyers. I mean, they will convert into, into the action phase of the Ada marketing funnel. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's gold dust. I mean, that, that's, that, I mean that's, his, that, that, that's, and that's the, that's, that is the thing, isn't it? Because it is, you, if you, you, you see somebody on, I don't know, Twitter or something or, or Instagram, and actually you might sort of touch in with them, even if you follow them a couple of times. But as you say, there's no real connection. But actually, if you have, if you have an email address and you can send them really relevant, pertinent, interesting content on a regular basis, then you, you build up, a, as you say, you become part of the family sort of, don't you? You become sort of part of the part of the process and part of the ecosystem. Was it 94 percent, did you say? Of yeah. People? Wow. 94%. Right. Uh, also, one thing I would also like to mention, I mentioned it on Mr. Dev. Um, keep in mind that you will need to check the, the mark. There's a marketing rule, which is like very popular among marketers. It's like 70, 20, 10 rule. Where right. you yeah, where you post 70% of your content, something which is of value to your target audience. Yeah. 20% uh, will be like sharing content from other developers, other people in your niche. And only 10% will be the sales. So don't, don't go like spamming on people, buy my game, buy my game. First, you will need to get them interested <laughs> in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, no, that is really, really brilliant. So, uh, then, so yeah, so I mean, that, that's, that's a strategy that uh, an, indie, an indie dev would use. You, would, you, get, you want a sort of a first base, you would want to get people on your mailing list, get a sort of family of people interested, wouldn't you? Where, where would you go, broadly speaking, from there then? Are there other avenues that you would sort of logically take it, you know, logically move on to once the game is a bit more developed or there's more stuff that you can show or you've got a bit of a wider sort of group of people that are interested in it? Well, uh, when people provide you their email addresses, it means that they trust you, mm -hmm. especially now when with those old, old GDPR rules and so on mm -hmm. and so on. Yeah. Uh, if they trust you enough to provide you the email address and they keep subscribed to you, it means that they are interested in your content. Yeah. You can, for example, use uh, Mail, MailChimp or MailerLite just to check uh, which people open your emails, your newsletter and so on. And uh, you will continue nurturing this uh, relationship all the way to until your release date. What's very important is that's how the Steam algorithm works is when you get to the launch day, it's very important to get those people to, to uh, buy the game. So in a way, it's like you've provided all these months before, like some valuable, fun, entertaining content. Uh, people love what you're doing. And now it's time to ask them to buy the game. Right. So you've provided so much. And now you ask this little bit, like buy my game. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that, that's basically the strategy. One tip I could provide, which I haven't also shown on Mr. Dev, is... Uh, when I read about it, it's like I hated it, you know, because I'm not much fan of the Kardashians, you know. Okay, yes. Yeah, but but their marketing strategy is is great. It's, it's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the the reason being is if you, for example, uh, we've all seen clickbait titles, you know, yes. like um, 
if you've seen my <laughs> my uh, posts, uh, nine tips, uh, nine amazing tips to great level design and so on. The okay. only difference is when I type in nine tips, I tend to give those tips. But uh, what I'm saying is the headline, the title. The title is very important when you're posting on social media, when you're sending the newsletter. Uh, uh, think about like, which email would you open if someone sent to you? Yeah. So yeah, you, you decide super quick, don't you? I think do you, do you have something like two or three seconds or something, don't you, where, where people decide whether to open an email or to put it in their spam or just to delete it? Yeah, like definitely. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, just get, just rewinding a little bit back to um, you talked about getting your getting your game on Steam and. Um, eventually sort of after having nurtured this relationship um, with your with your uh, mailing list the steam page goes up the thing goes up it's all it's already and asking people to buy you you mentioned the algorithm so presumably if during the first few days of the game being live on steam that it gets a fair amount of interest and number of sales presumably it then naturally sort of gets a kick from the steam algorithm and, and it's likely to be found by people who have no contact with it in the general steam search um term or you know in the general steam sort of a uh, whole thing does that make sense uh yeah well, uh, well usually the algorithm is like this so when uh, all these people buy the game on launch day yeah. steam, steam will recognize like that there are so many people interested in this game and they will the algorithm will push the game uh, itself yeah, yeah. Uh, but in a way it will push it to people who are interested in these sort of games like for example uh, I'm developing a horror game. Uh, it will show up like a game similar to this one. So uh, it, it could be great like to to uh, tell those people to buy the game on launch day because it it will help with marketing on Steam. But uh, marketing is a very broad topic. I mean, we can talk all day about it. For example, even on Steam, you will need to have search engine optimization, keywords mm -hmm. and so on, the proper tags. There are a lot of things to cover. Wow! Yeah, yeah, tons and tons of stuff, tons of stuff. And your um, tell me why I was going to. I asked you at the beginning, or I was going to ask you before we started recording. Why? Why did you go for uh, Mystive Dev? Why was that your, your title <laughs> of your marketing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, when I started with Alan Sharp, uh, oh. I I developed Alan Sharp with another uh, friend. And we were called Mystive Studios. Ah. So Mystive was like a. Two words, mysterious detective. <laughs> oh. We decided to go with mystive, mm -hmm. and I just chose mystive death uh, because I like the sounding of it. <laughs> Super cool. And just tell, and just tell us a little bit about what people can find because I want to ask you a little bit about your sort of music background in a minute. But just tell us a little bit about what people can find, particularly on your Instagram uh, profile with mystive dev and and what they can what sort of information you're putting out. Um, mystive dev. I've started like. A, I started Mr. Dev like a year ago, and it's a personal brand. So uh, Mr. Dev is basically like, uh, how do I say it? Uh, game development, game design, level design, and digital marketing focused brand, which mm -hmm. aims to help indie game developers power up their game journey, uh, release their dream game. And the main purpose is to provide like knowledge, educational content of value, contribute to the global indie game community, and to help more developers become full-time indie game developers. So that was the main reason because when I was doing the, doing, doing the research, 
I realized that a lot of indie devs do not succeed because of having no marketing strategy or a bad marketing strategy. And I was like, um, <laughs> how the, I'm going to be direct with this one. Why those AAA companies take all the money? Why can't indie devs take some, some of the money too and live their, uh, their dream? So that was the main reason I started Mr. Dev. That's, that's, that's awesome. And this, and I, ha I have to say, if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't actually tried or you haven't been on Misty Dev, I'll put the, I'll put the uh, where to find it underneath in the description. The, the, the quality and the, the, and the quantity actually of stuff that you're putting out on there is absolutely top rate. It's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. It's, um, it just comes across. I mean, it's, it's perfect for social media. It's perfect for Instagram because you, you get a total sense of you genuinely, absolutely wanting to help people through the content that you're putting out. It's totally focused in, at, at indie devs. It's totally focused on digital marketing and it, it is absolutely top quality. It's absolutely brilliant. So if you haven't, if you are listening and you haven't looked, then, then, then it really is well worth taking some time to set aside half an hour or more with a cup of tea and look through some of your past posts because there's a lot of them. And, and all, I, think, I think almost without exception, every single one is, a, is an absolute little gem of, of advice on, on digital marketing. It's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. It means a lot. Can I ask you then, just going back to where we started, so I, I didn't know this when I asked you to come on the podcast so that, you, that you have a musical background. So tell me how your years as a musician has had, has, has it, what influence has it had on your, particularly on your game dev journey? Because you, you must have a sort of particular, I don't know, the way you think about sound in a game or the way you think about how music in the games that you've produced. How, how's that, has that been influenced by your past sort of experience, do you think that's been useful or, or is there no link or connect, a connection there? Uh, actually, there's a lot, lot of link because, um, like I said, I, I had a manager, I performed on a lot of festivals, I had my own concerts and so on. The only thing that uh, I could say it helped me more in digital marketing than game development because... Uh, in order to stand in front of uh, a lot of people, for example, in Belarus, I was singing in front of like 10,000 people. Wow. And you will need to beat that stage fright mm -hmm. and just uh, get out there and sing and so on. Yeah, so that's, that's the same with marketing. You, you, don't, you, you can't be shy. You just need to be open to people and talk about uh, your things and so on. But regarding game development, uh, it helped me a lot regarding the artistic part, like I can say. So for example, um, when I started music, you know, everyone starts like learning a guitar or something. So uh, I was like a, a guitar player. Then I uh, also played the piano and I was a singer too. Uh, I can say that this creative process uh, while being in music it, uh, is also enhanced in, in a way in game development. So for example, uh, as you're learning music, as you're finding new inspiration and new stuff around you, uh, it helped me like to look at things differently while in game development. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I think there's a similar, well, I can imagine there being a similar process, a similar creative process between the discipline of learning an instrument or the disciplining of discipline of learning how to sing or how to perform and and also the discipline of sort of channeling your creative process into making a game as well i do i think i think there must be a sort of link or there must be a similar sort of thought process that goes into it i would have thought yeah usually the artistic part is the most important and it yeah. helps a lot in like uh 
how do I say it? Like building the story. So sure. for example, yeah. 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 It's, it's part of the artistic process. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the way it helped me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's it, what's it? I, now I've performed in some fairly big venues. I'm not, I wasn't a singer when I performed. I was an orchestral brass player. But what, what is it actually like to stand in front of 10,000 people and just sing your heart out? What does it feel like on a good day? Uh, it, uh, how I say it, it was amazing, uh, but it, it was all, it was also scary because uh, uh, in Belarus it was like m- my own concert with the uh, presidential orchestra of Belarus, wow. and I was singing "Show Must Go On" by Queen. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. What else I was singing? Uh, Mr. Big to be with you, uh, Bon Jovi. Oh wow! Yeah, and ACDC. So those were the the, the songs I was performing yes. back then. Oh, amazing! Amazing. And I can imagine just uh, that, that that sort of thing. I, I can't imagine actually singing. I've sung in choirs. I've never, I'm not really a singer. I've sung in sort of in choirs, but there's something very, um, you must sort of feel quite naked singing. <laughs> well, I've always, I've always performed either in a choir or I have performed solo, but I've always had an instrument in front of me. So I would play an instrument, but there, there must be something very, very naked feeling and very, uh, I don't know. There's something very basic about standing in front of that many people with just your voice and performing. It must take some real guts, some real <laughs> well, guts. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thankfully, these concerts were, were in the later stage of my music career. And okay. I can say that it's like pure emotion. It's like energy when you're standing in front of, in front of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just close your eyes, like imagine some beautiful moment in your life and start singing, performing. So, and the feedback which you receive when the song is over, that's, uh, I don't know how to say it, that's, that, that's a feeling that can be described with words. Yes, yes, no, absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. I can't believe we've actually been talking for half an hour nearly. Do you mind if I ask you um, two or three quick fire questions? Uh, these are going to be totally random. Sure. I'm just going to ask you, I've got some cards here with some numbers on them from one to 10. <laughs> just give me a number between one and 10 and uh, I'll give you a random question. Uh, let's go with seven. Number seven. Okay. Seven, seven, seven. Uh, okay. What, what's been the biggest surprise about game dev in the last few months? What's uh, the-, the biggest surprise was that I can do it myself because <laughs> I was a 3D <laughs> artist. Before, when, while I was working in Mystic Studios, I had no idea about programming. And when I started taking like some courses, because I realized I'm going to be a solo dev since um, I left Mystic Studios uh, due to some creative differences. Right. Uh, when I realized that I'm going to be a solo dev, I said, I need to learn this. I don't know if I can do it. And the surprise was that if you love something, you can do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Excellent answer. Give me another number. Uh, let's go with three. Uh, if you had an extra hour in the, day, in the day, every day, just for yourself, what would you do with it? Uh, probably invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> would you? <laughs> uh, well, that would be the twenty-fifth hour because uh, a lot of times I work like fourteen hours a day. Uh, yeah. You, uh, besides working on my own games, I also work like, like I said, like a freelancer, and uh, it takes a lot of time, you know, really. But yeah, as long as it's the job you love, it's no big issue. <laughs> well, yeah, no, absolutely. We started by talking about this, didn't we, before we recorded it? It, it is, isn't it? And um, 
if, if you love doing it, it's very easy just to actually just, just that's all you do. I find it quite difficult to sometimes switch off from it. I think particularly working, I, I work at home. I'm in a separate room when I work and write music, but I'm at home and it's, it's sometimes a bit difficult to separate home life from, from writing music life for me. I have to be quite organized about that. And it, it could easily become, well, I could just sit in the studio for 12 hours and not really do anything else. Not because I feel like it's work, but as you say, purely because I actually just love doing it. It's what I do, even if I wasn't being paid to do it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I shared a post on Mr. Death, like saying time management is the most important important thing if you wish to succeed mm. yes I, I, I absolutely absolutely and that's something that's something that really takes some mastery I think time management is really hard really really difficult thank you thank you so much it's been a complete pleasure talking to you and, and there's a I mean, we've scratched the surface of your of your knowledge and scratched the surface of um, the whole topic of, of um, marketing I think um, but hopefully, if you're listening, that's given you a little bit of an insight into um, and maybe some ideas about where to go and what to do. People can find out more information at Mistivdev on um, Instagram. Um, you're on Twitter as well, I think, aren't you? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, on Twitter, yep. on Facebook, on Reddit and on YouTube. Oh, my goodness. OK, that's <laughs> awesome. I will, find, I will find all or most of those <laughs> and I'll, I'll put a link underneath in the description. Don't go away, but I'm just going to sign off on the recording. Thank you so much for being with you today. With me today, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. The pleasure was mine. Thank you for your time. Thank you. just now and we realized that we hadn't actually spoken about Bobby's current game which is called Mirror Forge so uh, here he is now to tell you a little bit about it. Uh, okay so Mirror Forge is basically a psychological survival horror game which is heavily inspired by Silent Hill. Uh, I love the Silent Hill franchise especially the symbolism that Team Silent uh, used like to build the design and the characters and so on and also the Stranger Things series which is very popular now. So I, I love to, to create like a perfect mix between Stranger Things and Silent Hill and establish my own story, which will be inspired by it, but not be a clone of it. So that's basically Mirror Forge. Um, I don't know if I should tell what Mirror Forge is because I, I still haven't, yeah, it, it will be like a, <laughs> the first time I mention it. So Mirror Forge is uh, in an infernal machine which is used to open portals to alternate realities. I haven't mentioned this before, so this will be the first time. <laughs>